I think it's because when you're first starting to learn, you're more focused on just figuring out what to do and like figuring out how to design and that's where your focus is. But once you get into it and get underway and you've got a good process and a good workflow of your own, you start looking out for places where that can be improved. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creatives like you. My name is Femke. And my name is Charlie. And you totally threw me off by Sorry. <laughs> tweaking the intro just then. I love it. <laughs> Got to keep things fresh. <laughs> Today in this episode, we're going to talk about tech. We're going to get nerdy and talk about hardware for designers. I think we've done an episode in the past about software. I can't be sure about that, actually, oh, but surely we will have by now. We're at episode 96, so, you know, I would assume. But yeah, today we're going to talk about hardware, what's in our workflow, what's in our toolkit, what we use every day, and how it relates to our process. Mm-hmm. Should be a good chat. First, though, Fem, how have things been going with your writing, your side projects, any updates to share? Uh, I'm pretty busy at the moment. Tomorrow I am stepping on a plane to Mexico which is pretty exciting. And then after that, I'm going to San Francisco for, it's all for a work trip. So I'm going to be away for the next three weeks about, I think even maybe a little bit longer. It's it's quite a while. So I have been trying to get everything done and prepared and scheduled before I go away, which is very optimistic thinking of me and I am not there yet. So yeah, things have been really busy and I've been trying to get things prepared before I go away but it's it's not looking very likely I I really need to pack uh so yes that does sound important (laughs) that's pretty important and I've got another sort of few things I have to do before I go so feeling a little bit of the pressure but I'm also very excited to be going away and spending some time in hopefully warmer weather than here yes I mean I've never been to Mexico or anywhere in Central or South America, so I'm pretty jealous. You're going to have a good time, I'm sure. Yes, I think it will be really nice. How are things with you? Things with me are okay, I guess. I feel very stressed at the moment just because of a lot of things. Um, And so side projects are kind of taking a back burner because they're the things that I can control, you know? And so I don't want to add unnecessary stress to myself with those. But things are ticking along with them, okay? Uh, I started a new series on my YouTube channel about design jobs, uh, sort of different on here. We've been doing a mini-series lately about, you know, choosing and applying for jobs, interviewing, that sort of thing. But on my channel, I'm sort of going back to the very basics and just talking about what kind of jobs are actually available for designers, because I feel like... When I was in design school, agency was the thing that was mostly talked about. Mm -hmm, And from mm -hmm. talking to a few uh, younger designers who have been through design school more recently than I have, it seems like that's still the case for some strange reason, despite the tech boom. And so, yeah, I'm making a series talking about what it's like to work in the different types of jobs available in the design industry, I suppose. Yeah, that that's cool. I haven't seen the series yet, but I will add it to my watch list. But yeah, there's only one out so far, but okay. it's been very well received, which I'm so pleased about because I have like many more planned in the series. So if that first one flopped, it would have been a little bit disappointing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, something that maybe we should add to our list for future episodes about applying for a job is... I don't know if you've done a video about this, you probably have, but applying for your very, very first design job, because I feel like that's a little bit different than when you're already sort of 
in in the career and you're looking for a step up or something different, uh, I often get asked by students or, or really young designers about like how do they apply for this first job when often jobs require like certain levels of experience, right? right? And so you end up in this kind of cycle that you really want the job, but you don't have the experience required. But of course you don't have the experience required because you've just graduated. And I can understand that must be a really, really frustrating position to be in. So I don't know, maybe we should talk about that one day. Yeah, let's write it on our list. (laughs) So today's topic is kind of random I guess you you messaged me last night about wanting to do sort of a nerdy tech hardware yeah. <laughs> gadgets episode which I think is really fun it's it's something really different and I'm curious to hear from you because I'm assuming slash I kind of know that you get asked this a lot on YouTube right from from people in the comments always wondering like what design tool did you use or like what's your setup and things like this is that true do you get asked that quite a lot I would say the question is more, I'm going to design school, like what computer shall I buy? Do I need this Mac with these specs? Like, is this going right. to be good enough? Is generally the question that I get asked. And my response to that is always, whatever you can get your hands on is good enough. Like, I feel like all modern computers, even the very cheapest like PC mm. is going to be able to run uh, Adobe software, which let's face it is the most common thing you're going to be learning with. If you go to design school, you know, you're learning design. Yes, it might be slow, but it will function. And I don't know. I just don't like the fact that people feel like they have to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to be able to do design. Like that that's the cost of entry is having a computer that costs that much because that just seems way too expensive and way too much money. And I mean, yes, the better your hardware is and the faster it is, the faster you can work and the faster it will like, I don't know, the, the more the tools will get out of the way so that you can just focus on your work. But that doesn't mean that you can't do design with something that is slower or older or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? Do you agree with me here? Yeah, yeah. I think things have changed a lot in like 10 years, right? I feel yep. like 10 years ago, if you wanted to do something artistic or creative, you had to get a Mac. Like that was kind of the only option. Uh, but now, like you said, you know, even the, the basic PCs support gra- like heavy graphics software. I, I think there's, and you know, people are probably going to hold me to this, but I'm pretty sure some PCs can even do it better than Mac. If, if you want to think about things like video and graphics cards, like they seem to have quite a lot of power now. So it's it's changed a lot. I, I agree. And and I think I also agree with you that, you know, whatever you can get your hands on is is what you should go for. Don't I, I wouldn't I, I would say try not to let the hardware like stop you or, or get in the way. Like if that's what's gonna hold you back from pursuing your thing or, or like going to design school, then that's a real shame. So don't worry about having to get the latest shiny Mac or whatever. Uh, just just get whatever you have available and you can make the most out of it. And like you said, you know, Adobe is on, on PC as well. So it's not specifically like only Mac these days. Yeah. I just remember being in design school and I had my very first computer was, you know, the old macbook that was white and it was kind of like bubbly that was also it was really one of my cute first ones yes. really yeah yeah 
I thought it was adorable and I used it for many, many years past its, I guess, past like use by date. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, I mean, I wasn't going to invest in a new one when this one was actually working. Sure, it was slow and crash on me sometimes, but it was still working. So I'm definitely someone who hangs on to hardware probably longer than most would. Well, I feel like that just because of the way new computers are released so regularly these days. I, it, I think you feel like you need to keep up and like update all the time. But I prefer to have something, like, invest in something that is going to last me a while, you know, so I don't have to think about it for several years. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I've been designing for a while now, uh, and I feel like I'm only now at the stage, like sort of four or five years into it, that I actually am starting to care more about the hardware I have, whereas, like, Five years ago, I didn't really care so much. I just used whatever I had and it was fine. Uh, but I'm getting to the point now where I kind of value having that extra power or I'm I'm more inclined to spend a little bit more for the upgrade to get something that's a bit more stable. Like, yeah. uh, like you probably can't hear it on the show, but right now I've got my 13-inch next to me and it's humming and the fans are going. <laughs> and, you know, it, that really bothers me. I want something that's more meaty and more powerful. So at work I have the new 15-inch with the touch bar, which – is okay. I mean, as like for power, it's it's really great. It's a really good machine. The touch bar though is a little bit buggy and gimmicky. Uh, you know, I've had it crash a couple of times just for Dang no it. reason whatsoever. <laughs> so I'm always making sure I'm saving a lot, which you should be doing anyway. But you know, uh, so yeah, I'm only kind of now at the stage like I'm considering getting a new personal computer. So I'm kind of like looking out there for what I should get. And yeah, I never really cared before too much about the specs or anything like that. I just wanted something that worked and that was cool, admittedly, you know, like, oh, I want one of the cool MacBooks. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Before, I didn't really care so much, which is weird. I think it's because when you're first starting to learn, you're more focused on just figuring out what to do and like figuring out how to design and that's where your focus is. But once you get into it and get underway and you've got a good process and a good workflow of your own, you start looking out for places where that can be improved. And sometimes that can be improved because you don't want to wait three seconds for this program to open. Right. You, know? you yeah. want something where it will open instantly because that's getting your time back and you know not breaking your focus. And it sounds ridiculous to worry about those three seconds, but I mean, <laughs> it's true, you know, it, it every little, every little improvement we can make to speed in our workflow and just, I want my hardware and my software really to be seamless. I don't want to have to think about it. I don't want to have to worry about it. I just want it to work. So that's why I think that as we get past the learning phase of design, we do start to care more about exactly what our hardware is doing and, and the specs of it, because we want it to just get out of the way so we can focus. Should we go into what we use now? You sort of brought it yeah. up already that you have a 13-inch and a 15-inch at work. What else is part of your like hardware toolkit? Do you have a monitor? What mouse do you use? Yes, I have – I'll talk about my home setup because my work yeah. one is not so interesting. Uh, <laughs> I have at home a Dell UltraSharp monitor. I think it's 27-inch. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, and I also have a like an Apple – Bluetooth keyboard and I used to have the magic mouse for years like the last three four years but earlier this year I switched to the Logitech MX master mouse 
because I was just getting really bad cramp in my hand and I don't know, I just realized that it was it's not actually a very like ergonomically designed mouse. Uh, it looks mm. really cool, but it, it's just not like the shape of it wasn't great. Uh, and I was a little bit worried about going to, to a different mouse because I really love the the gestures on yes. yeah for, for Mac are super nice and I use them all the time. Uh, but the great thing about the MX Master is you can set up exactly the same gestures. So that's kind of why I went for that. And, it, and it's a great mouse. I really, really like it. Uh, what else do does I- it have a does it have a scroll ball or is it like because no. what I like about the magic mouse is that it scrolls just like you're touching the surface right. of the mouse yeah that that is super nice no there's an actual scroll wheel like a vertical right. scroll wheel and then on the side there's a horizontal one because uh, I wanted to make sure that I could still scroll uh, horizontally especially yes. like when you're in sketch or, or designing you. You'll realize that you scroll horizontally quite a lot as yeah, a designer. You do. <laughs> so I needed something that scrolled both ways. Uh, and, and yeah, the mouse is great. I've also bought a second one for at work. That's how much I love it. Cool. Uh, and I also, like a couple of weeks ago, got the magic, I don't know what the official word is, the trackpad. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I got that a couple of weeks ago just to try it out. I haven't quite figured out how to fit it into my workflow. I know that some people have their mouse on the right their keyboard in the center and then have the trackpad on the left which interesting yeah I'm like oh like that sounds cool but what what do you use it for so I'm not sure I haven't quite yet figured out how I want to use that or if I want to like replace my mouse with it I'm not exactly sure I'm not a huge trackpad fan like I can use the trackpad fine I know some people like my mum uh really struggle with the trackpad uh I don't really have that much of a problem with it but when it comes to designing I don't know it just I just can't do it but I know okay, that I you used use to it, right? yes I used to think exactly this that it was not right for designing I was like doing vector work with a trackpad how can you do that like how can you click in the mm-hmm. right places mm-hmm. I, I think it happened for me when, uh, so, okay, let's step back a bit. Back in New Zealand, before I moved to London, I used an iMac. So I had the wireless keyboard and the magic mouse when I used that. Couldn't bring that with me, was too big to and expensive to ship because no one would insure it. So I sold it and bought a 15-inch laptop when I came over here. And that's still what I use. I didn't have a monitor at home back when I was working in office jobs so I would just be using my laptop whenever I was home and to start with I would connect my mouse that I brought to it but over time I just I don't know whether it was just laziness or couldn't be bothered but I just started just using the trackpad at first Mm. it started to edit videos like using the trackpad is quite nice for video editing because you're doing a lot of like sliding along the timeline but then I just started using it for everything just like slowly slipped into it. I was still using a mouse at work, but yeah, I was always using a trackpad at home. When I got my remote working job at ConvertKit, I had to like rethink my setup right at home because now I could like have whatever I wanted and felt like I could invest in it more because I was going to be using it more often. So I bought a monitor, which meant that I focus on that now and have the laptop to the side. So I needed an external keyboard and mouse, but 
after using the mouse, I was like, you know what? I'm just not a fan of this. Like, I found myself like reaching over to the trackpad sometimes on my laptop, <laughs> which is obviously not a good way of working. And so, yeah, I bought the external one. And now I, I thought that maybe I would get the mouse out if I wanted to do vector work, you know, or like, um, I don't know, selecting things with fine details in Photoshop, perhaps. But I honestly haven't. The mouse has lived in my drawer ever since. And... I forget it exists and I just use the trackpad now wow. and yeah, it really suits me. I feel like I don't get hand cramp. It's really like, it's just, it feels really freeing. Like I don't feel like I'm using anything in a way. Like it, I just like put my hand there and like make a gesture or like, you know, move it around, tap on it. And it does for me feel like the tool gets out of the way when I'm using the trackpad. So I think that's why I like it, but I understand why you would have that hesitation towards it. Cause I don't think it's for everybody. Yeah, but now that I hear your story, it makes sense because you were predominantly just using your laptop for the longest time. Like you didn't have yeah, for a, all a my monitor. side project stuff, right? Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, I'm the same. When I'm working directly off my laptop, I'm eighty percent of the time using the trackpad. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sitting on the couch with a mouse next to me, or, or exactly. I'm not bringing my mouse to the cafe or whatever. Uh, so I I get that. Like that makes sense that you sort of fell into that habit. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, to me, it's still weird. Like I can't really imagine designing on it, but I really like the idea of it. Cause like you said, it's so freeing and your hands not crampy. Like you're not like, you know, hugging, you're not holding thing. something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I can understand it must be like good for you in a way. So yeah, I'm in awe. I think it's awesome that you use it. And I, I, I always forget that you use it. And then I see, <laughs> I watch one of your vlogs or something where you like, you know, uh, I'm sitting there with my trackpad. You're sitting pad. there with your yeah. trackpad. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Jenny yeah. uses a trackpad. That and <laughs> and also uh, 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 how you type on your keyboard. I always like chuckle at that. Oh as yeah. Well. I <laughs> never learned to do touch typing, so I I can type very quickly. I will have you know, oh, but you I do, only use definitely. like three of my fingers yeah. to type. It's so um, funny. And yeah, it's if cute. you want to see that, then you can probably see it in any of my vlogs because I'm usually <laughs> filming a clip of me working. Yeah, I love it. It's so cute. I'm like, oh yeah, that's how Charlie types. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a shock to people like um, on our team retreat when I first met my workmates and they saw me like working away on my computer. Yeah. They're all like, that is interesting. <laughs> you, you look like, you know, the, is it? Is it a cat or something? There's, yes. There's a gif where it's the, just like, it's like slamming away on the, the keyboard. keyboard. Yeah, you look yep. exactly like that in real life. Yep. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I'm okay with that reference. <laughs> I just want to say too that Casper and Steve from our community said they're also on Team Trackpad. So mm-hmm. it's good to know that I'm not the only one. Yeah, there are a few people that use that. What about, have you ever used one of those drawing tablets, like a Wacom or something like that? Is that no. part of your workflow? I was just going to bring that up because that's what Zach said that he uses instead of a mouse or what he used to use instead of a mouse. I don't know why I've never, like, I think I've just never tried one properly. Uh, I never bought one and I never knew someone who owned it enough that I could, like, you know, borrow it to actually try and use as part of a day more than just, oh, can I have a play around on this, you know, because I feel like it's hard to get feel for something that way. And so, no, I've never really used one and don't really feel the need either. Now that I could just buy one and, you know, easily return it if I didn't like it, I, I don't know, I, I don't have a desire to. And I wonder sometimes if that makes me a bad designer, because sometimes I feel like people are surprised that I don't use a Wacom. Um, I remember the, a designer that I worked with at my last job was like, wait, you don't use one of these? You don't want 
one? Like, you can ask for one. I was like, no, it's fine. I don't need one. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, I had the exact same experience uh, when I started my job recently. On my first oh, day, they were like getting all of my equipment and they were like, oh, do you want, you know, do you want a drawing tablet? And I was like, nah, I'm fine. And everyone's like, really? <laughs> that moment where they're like, you don't use one. Uh, but I'm the same. I've I've never purchased one. My, my sister has one. Uh, and so I've borrowed hers before to try it out. But I don't know, just like the pen got in the way for me. Like I, I was just always holding this pen and I'm quite a like, you know, I'll, I'll use my mouse and then I'll use my keyboard, then I'll use my mouse and I'll use my keyboard. And I was right, just... So then you'd have to put the pen down, Either you right? have to put the pen yeah. down or you have to type while holding the pen, which is yeah, what yeah. I was like trying to do. And which is what I see most people do. They tend to keep a hold of the pen because you're just going, going across... Yeah, yeah you know, so frequently. And I don't know, I just didn't like that. I was like, this is not for me. Uh, and also like, this is probably untrue, but like my perception of those tablets are for like drawing and like illustration. And if you, if you want to like really get like a curvy line or something like that, whereas I mostly draw boxes and squares, yeah. <laughs> for lack of better words. <laughs> and so I feel like I can do that just fine with a mouse. Like I don't really feel the need to have this like wrist freedom of like drawing something. I hear that it's better for like you don't get RSI as easily because you're just holding a pen rather than like a bulgy thing, uh-huh. I suppose. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, just like I type weird, I also hold my pen weird and I get hand cramp really easily when I write because I like wrap all my fingers around it and like grip yeah. it really tight. Yeah. I don't know. Something went wrong with me when yeah. they were teaching me how to type and yeah, write. Yeah, it sounds but... like it. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's why I've not been really tempted because I know that for me, my hand would get more tired easily because I'd be like gripping this thing. Maybe, maybe who knows, I would learn to hold it properly, but you know, at this stage, I doubt it. I'm pretty set in my ways. Yeah. I don't know. I've just never had that need for it. I've never felt like it's something that I need. But then again, I never feel like I need an iPad either, yet I really, really want one of the pros. So yes, I was just going to bring up the iPad, actually. Um, There's an app that I've been meaning to try. And Zach actually mentioned it as something that he has now moved on to using instead of the Wacom drawing tablet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He uses AstroPad, which is an app for the, for the iPad that basically makes it a drawing tablet that you use with the Apple Pencil. Oh, yeah, I've um, heard about this. I've heard yeah, really so good things. I want to try that with my iPad for some stuff because right now I I do use my iPad Pro as part of my workflow. I like to do hand-drawn icons sometimes, and for that I will draw them in the app Procreate and then bring them into Illustrator and you know do an image trace on them. Uh, I also like to hand-draw on my thumbnails for my YouTube videos and make them like give them a little bit more of a handmade feel. And so, yeah, I've mostly just been using the app Procreate, to be honest, as part of my workflow, (laughs) but that's on the iPad Pro. So I'll say that the iPad Pro is part of my workflow. Yeah, I really want to buy one. I recently borrowed one from someone, which was really nice for about a week. And I created all of my conference slides on it as well recently in Procreate, which was super fun. And I really do want to bring it into my workflow. Like since borrowing it and thus kind of being aware of how I could use it or what it could be used for I find myself sometimes at work thinking like oh man if I just had an iPad I could like quickly mock up this some wireframes or user flows or something like that I feel so like constrained and limited doing that on my computer like I just want to you know draw it uh, and have that freedom yeah can I just suggest something have you heard of this thing called paper and a pen (laughs) 
I have, and that is what I have been using instead. But then I have the problem of like, how do I like share this with my team or how do I right. get this yeah, on yeah, my yeah. screen? Uh, you know, obviously I could take a photo of it, but it's not really the same. Like I want to iterate and, and move things around or whatever. So I, I've decided I, I really would like to get one. And yeah, I mean, I'm going to California in a couple of weeks time. So pretty sure I'm going to get it there because it's a little bit cheaper than getting it yeah. here in Europe. So yeah, I, I mean, the thing that I was hesitant with about it is like, where will this fit in my workflow? Like, how can I use this to my advantage? Is it, is it something that's just going to end up like on my desk that I'm not really going to use? Or is there a way that I can really, you know, embrace it into my workflow? Uh, and, and after hearing how you use it, and I've talked to some other friends who also use it, I, I feel like it is a possibility for me to bring it in and, and make it a useful part of my workflow. So I'm going to get it and I'm looking forward to it. What size do you think you're going to get? The smaller one or the bigger one? Definitely the smaller one. I, yep. I borrowed the larger one. Uh, what size do you have, by the way? The smaller one? The smaller one, yeah. yeah. The 10 point something. Right. I, I 10 can't point, the exact size. Mm, 10 point something. Uh, but yeah, I borrowed the larger one, which I think is 12.9. And mm. it was really just too big for me. Like it's it's larger than a magazine, basically. It was really, really big. And even when I was using it and drawing, I felt like I wasn't utilizing all of the space. Like I was just drawing in the center in like a you know, small area. So yeah, I, I don't think I need the large one. I'm going to go for the smaller one. I was just going to say that I like having this small one because it's about the same size as my little laptop. Mm, and then I realized that we have not addressed the fact yet that I have two laptops. Oh, yeah. So maybe I should talk about that. <laughs> Please, enlighten us. So like I said, when I moved to London, I bought the 15-inch MacBook as my main like machine at home. I wanted something that was going to be good for editing videos on and exporting videos on. That 15-inch is quite speedy with that which I really like although it does have the fan problem so I don't record Ugh, podcasts on it anymore fans. because that was very frustrating yeah um I really wanted something back when I was working in an office that I could take with me during the day because I just had so much to do and I felt like I had this hour lunch break in the middle of the day where I didn't just want to sit around and chat aimlessly like you know me I'm not really about the small talk I wanted to be able to use that time to get a few things done why not you know and also the commute that I had, if I had a smaller laptop that I could, you know, fit in my handbag, then maybe I could get things done on the way. Um, and so Mark actually was at Gatwick Airport and he saw a 12-inch MacBook that was on a special. I think it was like, I don't know, 700 pounds or something like that. Something, oh, good price. Something ridiculously cheap. Yeah. Yeah. And so he bought that and decided that, you know, he didn't really need it. So I was like, yes, pick me, I'll have it. And so I bought that off him. Nice. And now I have this little gold 12-inch MacBook that's like my travel computer. So yeah, I used to use it on the tube and take it with me in my handbag to use in cafes on lunch breaks at work. But now it's something really handy that I can take when I go remote working, when I go traveling. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I can take it to cafes still as well, and it's less bulky to carry around than my 15-inch. And I love it. I think when you set your screen to the more space setting, you know what I mean, in the retina. Yes, yes, yes. Screen it's amazing. settings. Were, yeah, obviously very techy, but um, yeah, you can actually fit a lot on this 12-inch screen, and I really love it. I think if we're going to think about dream setup, if I was to like start fresh, I think I would get an iMac instead of the 15-inch MacBook. Mm -hmm. just because I do tend to use that only at my desk now, and then also have this 12-inch as a travel computer. I think if you're just going for one machine, which a regular person does, you know, <laughs> then a 15-inch 
I love and I would say it's like ideal being ideal for me is to have as an only machine because the screen's big enough to use it just by itself but it is still portable and it's like a pretty a pretty hefty um like you know powerful is what I'm looking for machine that you can travel with which is pretty cool but yeah if if I was to start fresh I think I would do iMac and then this little 12 inch ASA travel computer Mm. Yeah, I was really nervous getting this 15 inch at work recently. I have only ever had 13 inches since I right. was like 15, I think, 16. Does maybe? it feel a lot bigger? It feels it, it did. Now I'm I'm used to it, but when I first yes. got it, I was like holy moly, this screen is huge. Like, I feel like my whole office can see what I'm doing on here. Like, that's how <laughs> large it felt to me. It felt so large because I'm so used to the 13 inches. Uh, and and now it, it's funny because when I use my 13 inch, I'm like, oh, this is quite small. So it's it's just so weird. Uh, so yeah, I was a little bit like nervous about the 15 inch because I've never used it before. But definitely the benefit of it is just the power. Like that machine is a beast. You know, it's, it's really powerful and it's really strong, which is what it's good at. And yeah, I have this 13 inch as my personal computer that I've had. It's it's a 2014 model, so it's it's getting a little on the on the slow side now. And, and like I said, the fans start going, which it didn't really used to before. And so my dream is is to get similar to your setup to get one of the the baby 12 inches. Nice. I want one of those so bad, just for like travel and working in the cafe. And I feel like it's such a light and nimble computer that you can just put in your bag and and go with and you don't even realize it's there um yeah that's that's what I would like I think you have the like the low power model right you can add yeah I have the very specs. first one yeah so I think if it were me I would like sort of go one up and add like the yep. extra ram and and stuff like that to give it just a little bit of power uh but yeah I don't know the 13 inch now feels a bit sluggish to me now <laughs> like now that I've had like the touch bar 15 inch which feels so futuristic uh, my 13 inch is starting to feel a little outdated I would like to know, like, when do you decide to invest in new hardware? It sounds like for this decision you're making about the iPad, you did a lot of research and, like, you borrowed one to try out. So it sounds like you're like me and you don't just blindly go in and buy something new. For sure. I don't know. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your decision-making process when it comes to investing in new hardware. Because I feel like there's so many things that I could buy. Or, you know, like, I could sell what I have and buy an iMac, but I'm not because... You know, I'm like, what I've got is fine. I don't need it right now. Yeah. What's your thought thought process on that? Yeah, I'm like that with all sort of spending, really. And I don't know if this comes down to like the Dutchness in me and my parents (laughs) like being really frugal. It's it's quite Dutch to, to be that way about money. So I'm very much like, do I need it? You know, it's not just about do I want it? It's like, do I need it? And, you know, like without this sounding whatever like if I wanted to I could go to the Apple store today and and buy myself a 12 inch you know and I understand that that's like a privileged thing to say uh but just because I can do that doesn't mean like I should go and do that right uh so I still want to like think about it like do I really need it uh also like how is my current hardware letting me down and what is that costing me in terms of like time and productivity Uh, is it restricting me in some way and you know that's what I've kind of been thinking about with my laptop and with the iPad Pro I've done so much research into that because I was really skeptical about how I could use it in my workflow like most of the 
marketing around the iPad Pro and the things that I've seen are very like illustration focused. Yes. Like it's really good at that, which is awesome. But I'm not an illustrator. And so I really want to know how that can fit into my, you know, product design workflow. And so I haven't seen a lot of discussion about that. So hence why I've been a bit hesitant and asking a lot of people and trying to do some more digging online to find out how other people have been using it that way. So it's, it is a very calculated decision for me when it comes to upgrading or investing in new hardware. It's not just like, oh, I want that shiny new thing. I'll just go and get it because I can. You know, I really do think about how this will impact or affect my workflow, whether I need it, how is my current hardware letting me down? And, and that kind of helps me decide whether it's worth upgrading. That's the smart way to do it, I think. I think asking yourself those questions is a good reality check because we can get excited about these shiny objects and think right. like, oh, I can afford to buy that. I could have this exactly. fancy computer if I wanted yeah. to. But yeah, I like to ask myself those types of questions too, just to check in and be sure if I really, really need to spend this money or if perhaps there's something more important that that could go towards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can be easy to like, I guess, just get distracted and think, oh, I I need this. But do you really, you know, like maybe, maybe you just really want it. That goes back to what we were saying at the start too about the fact that you can be a designer with any computer. Like you don't have right. to have the latest and greatest. And yeah, I want to talk about using Mac because I feel like it's just something that has, it's just a thing that designers use Macs. And then I'm always really surprised when I find a designer who doesn't. And I guess that's happening more and more these days. But to me, I just prefer the operating system. I know that I could have the same specs or whatever on a PC and it would be cheaper. Like people say that I'm like, whatever, don't care, want to use the Mac operating system. So I'm going to buy the expensive computer. <laughs> Do you always find it interesting when you find someone who is a designer on a PC? I'm trying to think if I know anyone. See, there we go. That's <laughs> proof right there. <laughs> the only person I know, and I mean, well, my sister has a Chromebook, I think she, mm -hmm. she has for school. And she does a lot of illustration. She's very creative uh, at context. She's 15. She's still in high school. Uh, so she's really good at drawing. And she also, she's the type of person who creates her own like birthday invitations, you know, so cool. it's, it's very cute and creates like flyers for her school bake whatever fest or whatever and um I always ask her like what software are you using to make this and she just uses I think it's google draw or, or whatever yeah. so she just but uses what exactly. she has you know love it yeah and I think that's awesome I'm like oh it's so cool uh and you know she wants to get uh, Adobe but we all know that it's kind of expensive especially if you're yeah. 15 uh, so yeah she just uses what she has and I think that's really awesome it doesn't stop her from creating stuff which I think is the most important thing right like definitely use what you have and, and keep creating I mean the probably the main reason that I sort of stick to Mac as a designer is because of sketch and I've heard rumors that it's coming to Windows. I don't know. Uh, I also personally like the whole sort of ecosystem of Mac. You know, yeah, I can same. get it on my phone and my iPad and everywhere else on my TV. Uh, so I'm kind of hesitant to break out of that ecosystem when I just have everything so accessible in one place from any device. You know, that's that's super valuable to me. So, yeah, I don't think, apart from like my sister, I don't think I really know any designers that use PC. 
I've definitely met several in my time. And actually, in my first job out of university, I used a PC because that's just what they had on the marketing team. And that was quite a learning curve to get used to. But it did show me that, I mean, it doesn't matter what what tool it is that you no. use. Like, what matters is your design thinking and your approach to solving problems and, you know, your, your sense of taste and your sense of style in a way. So... Yeah, you can create that with whatever tool and it's great that your sister does. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I keep encouraging her like, awesome, you know, so that she doesn't get like hindered by feeling like she needs the latest and greatest fancy uh, tools, which I think is easy to get in to feel that way. Like, oh, well, if I want to be the best, then I need like the best. Right. But it's also a question of, well, what is the best? You know, it's and the best for you might not be the best for someone else. Exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. True. One last piece of hardware I want to talk about because this is what Andrew brought up when we asked out on Twitter what hardware is essential to your workflow he said headphones to block out the world while I work even when I'm just at home and I love that he said this because this is something that I do too I have a pair of Bang & Olufsen H6 headphones and they are amazing I love them a lot I'm like an audiophile and I'm very like particular when it comes to sound and I love the way these sound. I They were like super essential to me working in an office. I would wear them pretty much constantly just to stop myself getting distracted from conversations around me. And it's like a good signal to other people that like, hey, I'm working right now, mm-hmm. so try not to interrupt. But I also sometimes, if I'm having a, like a struggle focusing now that I work from home, sometimes I'll put my headphones on, even though no one's around. I could play my music out loud if I wanted to. But there's something about that act of putting headphones on that's like... It blocks out the rest of the world, right? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I have the Ultimate Ears headphones and I've had them for, I want to say three, maybe even almost four years. And I can't say that they're the most amazing headphones ever. I'm I'm considering upgrading soon. They're kind of starting to fall apart. Like I've worn oh, them no. so much. They're getting a bit, you know, that wear and tear that kind of happens. Yeah. So I'm probably going to be looking for new ones soon. So I guess if anyone has any recommendations, let me know. Uh, and in terms of like, uh, how do you call it? Like head, like normal headphones. I don't know, like the Apple ones, for example. Mm. Uh, I currently use those, but I really want to get the uh, Beat. I think they're the Beats wireless headphones because mm-hmm. uh, I now commute to work, which I yes. did not used to do before. <laughs> and I ride my bike, so I like to listen to a podcast on my commute. And having like that cord uh, to my yes, phone it seems dangerous, <laughs> especially when I'm cycling, is just not super ideal. So I really want to get some wireless ones. And I've heard horror stories about the the AirPods, about like them falling out of your ears, especially when you're cycling, and then it's too late, right? It's like yeah, when you're walking, past them. <laughs> yeah, when you're walking and it falls on the ground you're like oh I'll just pick it up but when you're cycling and you're crossing a large intersection or whatever like it's kind of game over uh so the nice thing about the Beats wireless ones is they have a cord that you can kind of rest around the back of your neck uh which I like so I want to get those I feel like throughout this whole episode I've been saying things I want to get so I need a bit of a hardware upgrade I think (laughs) because mine is like sort of four years old which is kind of like maybe for me it's kind of like time to think about upgrading because things are starting to wear out a little bit Uh, and yeah my my ultimate ears headphones that I have are Mm, they're not amazing. They do have the noise cancelling feature, which I do really like. I assume yours has that as well. Actually, they don't, the um, Bang & Olufsen's. Oh, really? The more expensive models do. 
Um, but I, I do actually have a pair of, I think they're bows. We got given them as oh, a gift, yes. a very generous Christmas gift at work was these bows, like in-ear headphones, earphones, whatever you want to call them, that do have noise cancelling. And they are like mm-hmm. a godsend on a plane. Oh, like, nice. I, they're my travel headphones because they're like not bulky. They're just earbuds, you know, but they have noise cancelling. So they're incredible. Yeah, that's super nice. I I don't use the noise cancelling that much on mine, actually. Uh, only really at work when I want to cancel the noise. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Uh, yeah, so they're not amazing. Time for an upgrade for me, I think. Uh, but yeah, I should look into the ones that you have. I've also yes, heard... Yes, I'll send you some links. <laughs> please do. I think, I don't know the exact model number, but there's one from Sony that'll, that I see a lot of people have that I've heard is also really good. So I don't know. Sounds like you need to make a shopping list or like a yeah. things to try list. <laughs> yeah, a things to try list. Yep. Well, any last thoughts on hardware that you want to share before we wrap this one up I don't know I mean it can just be so overwhelming knowing what to get right like you can even hear me throughout this episode I I struggle with like oh what would be great what would fit into my workflow because I mean let's admit like hardware and gadgets and tech are not cheap right and usually when you're buying them you're investing in them to last you I'd say at least two years so it, it is really hard to to make that investment and to think like what is going to be the best for me and best for my workflow. So I guess my only piece of advice would just be to ask yourself those questions and try and inv- try and avoid impulse buying uh, and, and just really ask yourself those questions and think, how is this going to help me be better at what I want to do? And ask other people those questions too. What I liked about you in your iPad research is you would ask it on Twitter, like how do you use this in your process mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. what's what, what do you think the – the great things about it are because people who already own it, they're not getting commission on selling you one, right? Exactly. So they, they can be honest and tell you how it fits in their process and that might help you make up your decision, especially if they're in a similar situation to you. So yeah, talk to other people and make sure those people are well-adjusted people who don't think you just need to be using the latest thing no matter what. And that, that should help you make your decision. Yeah, I, I think that's good. And, and just to add to that is that like, reviews like customer reviews that you see on websites like they're they're great to kind of give you an indicator but those people aren't necessarily using it for the same thing that you want to use it for which is why I think it's really important to ask your network or your community or or people that are sort of using it in a similar way that you want to use it for and get their perspective and opinion on it because I think that's more valuable than random customer reviews on a website. I agree. Good note to end on. Cool. Okay. This is fun, talking about gadgets and getting a little right? nerdy. <laughs> so where can people go to find more episodes that are maybe not so nerdy as this, but still just as good, as I promise? You can go to designlife.fm and find all 96 episodes there. Crazy. We're almost at 100. Uh, mm-hmm. And you can also sign up for the community there. We have a lovely community uh, where we discuss podcast episodes and we also discuss other things like freelancing and design and people share resources and and their work for feedback. It's a really great place. You can sign up to join at designlife.fm slash community. Yes, we'd love to see you there. Follow us on Twitter as well if you'd like to join in the discussion in future episodes. We are at designlife.fm there. And... Hopefully we'll see you join in and answering the questions next time. Cool. Chat to you again soon. Yeah. Bye, fam. Bye.